0: that I'd like to share with you here is from C.S. Lewis in The Great Divorce. And C.S. Lewis wrote in The Great Divorce that, so in a free universe, we will not end with the best world conceivable, but with the best world achievable by God's grace in coordination with our free will. And so when we deal with the issue of why evil um, if God, Why Evil? It is a book that I've kind of read through, but when we deal with sin, when we deal with death, when we deal with destruction, if with evil people, and all of that, we, we can oftentimes come to these questions and then wonder why. And what we need to do again as believers in Jesus Christ is to turn to Him, and believe in him and what he has done and there's and we've gone over some of the stuff, not all of it and i'd like to again here in the future do some of that with you is explore what the bible says and in brief, today, I just want to challenge you and one of the things that was mentioned before is as we find in first Corinthians chapter fifteen, what the one of the biggest differences is is not only the death of our perfect Savior, Jesus Christ, who is God, but of his resurrection. And over 500 people seeing him alive. And so the evidence being clearly seen, and not only the evidence but at that time, but the evidence throughout, and yes, there are people who die for their religions, but men who sought God, who really knew Jesus and wanted to share the grace of God. And so we see the evidence. And what we can hope in and trust in is, is the reality that God will deal with evil in His perfect timing. And so if you would just look at 2 Peter chapter 3, and one of the realities is hey, we have beautiful creation everywhere. I did want to share a few pictures with you from, from Camp Witness. Um, because it's down in the valley with Pine Creek and Willow Creek, and uh, so it's just really beautiful. and And I just want to challenge you, kids, to go to a Bible camp. I want to challenge you, adults, to understand the value of dedicating some time to the Lord. Because as we wait, and on the topic at hand, as we wait for what, Him dealing with sin and evil. We need to dedicate ourselves to him with the time that we have. And um, in that, I also wanted to point out, that God has given us many wonderful blessings even in the midst while we wait. Does that make sense? And one of those being uh, his beautiful creation, although marred by sin and corruption, Romans 8, I believe 24, 21 or 24, all creation groans. At waiting for the re- revealing of his sons of glory, of his children. And so, but while we wait, we're like, why is it taking so long? It's because of God's forbearance. One of those words, right? That's, that's hard to understand. Um, but 2 Peter 3, 9 helps us understand. The Lord is not slow about his promise. He's not s- slow about... His promise is some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. And we know he has a perfect plan, and in that perfect plan, he is waiting for the perfect time, and he has a perfect plan, and he has perfect time, timing, and therefore, you know, some of the definitions of forbearance is self-restraint, toleration, patience, uh, or patience with in the sense of enduring. And so while he, the Lord God, is is waiting for the perfect time to deal out and make things right, deal out his justice, his perfect justice, we in our time are waiting for the same, and therefore we must forbear. That is, we must endure. And, oh yeah, uh, let's see. And... You know, one of the ways we do that is fellowship, right? Whether it's around a campfire, at camp, Bible camp. But I want to challenge you. We need the Word of God in our lives, and we must be a people who are focused on Him. The cross before us, the Lord Jesus before us, right? The world behind us. But in the world, we have many blessings. The Word of God. We have the Holy Spirit indwelling us who believe. And He uses the Word of God. And because of that, we have the ability to talk to our Creator God, Heavenly Father, and have a relationship with Him. And not only that, but with our brothers and sisters in Christ, we can be encouraged and challenged. And so the teaching of the Word of God is crucial in our lives. And we must dedicate time to spend with our our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we just need to remember, He is dealing... Out, his perfect plan just as Jesus died at the perfect time, at the right time Christ died for us, right? Romans 3.25 his perfect plan will come to completion at the perfect time and so we have to endure right? So a challenge for our missionaries as well as well as those who are being persecuted, is press on, brother. Right? It's no fun being in the middle of something that seems chaotic. And some of the chaos is where God does His greatest, powerful work, even though we may not see it. And so I just wanted to challenge you that we press on and follow Him. Right? And one of the verses... Uh, that we used at camp, and I, I just want to encourage you to do the same in the Gospel of John. Right? John 10. John 10:27. 10, Jesus, uh, He is the bread of life. He is the good shepherd. And these pictures that we get of the Lord Jesus Christ are to draw us to him by faith. And Jesus said, and he's arguing with the religious elites, okay, again, in John, arguing with them. Or pointing to them that they are gravely or horribly mistaken, in 26, Jesus says to them, but you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give eternal life to them and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of, my, out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. Verse 31, the Jews picked up stones again to stone him. But Jesus, it was not the right time yet. Here in this verse, I just want to challenge you, as you would find in in chapter 11, who do you follow? Or are you going to do it on your own in your own understanding, like those who picked up stones to stone Jesus? Or are you going to listen to him and hear his voice and follow him? Uh, we had some extra speakers there, and one's a distant relative of mine. Uh, but anyway, uh, his, his family had sheep, and he said, we could go out, and while I was there as a youth, we could go out and yell, give our call, and our sheep would come in. They had 400 head of ewes. They would hear our voice, and they would come in. He said, after that, when I left home, it was about five, six years, There's a few times they would pick up their head, and they'd look and say, what's going on? That sounds familiar. About five years later, most of them forgot his voice because he had moved on away from home. Do we hear the right voice? Are we listening to the word of God? Are we listening to the Lord Jesus Christ? And do we follow him? Because there's a lot of things we may not be able to understand or explain. And one of those is, why are all these bad things happening? Uh, some of those, if you, and I encourage you to understand prophecy, point to reality, Jesus is coming back. But in the meantime, we're like, why? The Lord knows, and I, our challenge is wait upon the Lord, trust in Him, and press on. And then that pressing on, be involved in the proclamation and as it was mentioned, sometimes it has to be seen more than heard, right? That was one of the things that I was picking up on. Are you different? Are you really following the shepherd? Are you different? And then why? Why are you different? One of the greatest commands for his children is to love one another. Do we love one another? Brothers and sisters in Christ, do we love those who even persecute us? Do we proclaim the message? But all of that takes strength, pow- that takes, strength, it takes desire, that takes, with the desire, that willingness. And where do we get that? From our shepherd, from Jesus, in that relationship with him. You cannot manufacture it on your own. Are you spending time listening and talking to your Savior? Are you spending time with Him? Let's pray. Lord, we thank You for Your grace. We thank You for the time. Um, Catching up just very briefly, very little. There's so much more that we can learn of what's going on um, in the world around us, in the world of missions, in the world of, of those who are struggling in cultures or religions that are very oppressive, and those that are are facing that persecution. Um, But thank you for the time uh, to be reminded of the blessings we have, but also of the need uh, to be engaged in spreading the gospel message um, personally and through those that we can support or missionaries to those people. And so for our missionaries, Lord, we ask that you would be with them, the ones here today especially, encourage him and his wife, strengthen them, guide them in their ministry and help um, those who are under uh, his teaching to understand the difference between one who truly follows you and those who do not and what a blessing it is. Not only to have eternal life in you, Lord Jesus, but abundant life. And um, we just thank you for them and ask that you would strengthen and guide and and direct their steps. Guide us as well, Lord. I ask, Lord, that you would bless each one as they go out. Help them to understand clearly um, your word, that they may apply it to their lives. And Lord... And those of us who may not have turned to you yet, that we would receive you by faith into our lives forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we have young youngsters come up this morning to take up this morning's offering?